need your income statement, or some people call this the profit and loss statement. This is a report that shows all of your business income and all of your expenses um, in that given year. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about the different types of business taxes and what you need to file those taxes at the end of the year. So before I jump in, I do have an embarrassing story to tell because when I had my hair salon, I did not know this stuff. Um, I thought filing season, like tax season, which is from like early, mid-February to middle of April, April 15th, I thought that was when you pay your taxes. Mm, No, wrong. That's actually when you file. That's when you tell Uncle Sam how much you've paid throughout the former year, the previous year. And then he tells you if you paid him too little, too much, or just the right amount. That is what the filing season is all about. And I don't know if, I mean, maybe I'm the only one that didn't know that. Maybe, you know, I'm, I wasn't the brightest, but um, it wasn't until I started studying business taxes that I realized that that is the way that it worked, where you're supposed to pay taxes during the year and then just file what you've paid during filing season. And then they let you know if you you know, paid enough or not. And yeah, I had no clue. So if you didn't know, you were not alone. I was just like you. So don't feel bad. So now according to the IRS's website, there are five different federal business taxes. You have income tax, you have self-employment tax, you have estimated tax, employment tax, and then you have excise tax. So five different business taxes. And you may be thinking like, there's no way you're going to remember this. Now, I have a little trick that you can use. This is a phrase that I use that helps me remember. And it's, I see three E's. So income tax, self-employment tax, estimated tax, employment tax, and excise tax. Now, for this particular episode, I'm only going to focus on two E's, the employment tax and the estimated tax because excise tax, that's really for um, special cases and special goods and services and products that hair professionals typically don't have to worry about like kerosene, oil, um, big rig trucks, things like that. So I won't be talking about that um, in this particular episode. So let's break down the income tax. So Income tax is based on your filing status and how much money you bring in. The United States has a progressive tax system. So the more money you make, the more in taxes you pay. And that's income tax. Then you have self-employment tax. This is your Medicare Medicare and Social Security um, payments that you are responsible for when you are self-employed. And estimated tax is actually just the income tax and the self-employment tax paid in quarterly installments throughout the year. That's your estimated tax. Now, if you are a sole proprietor or a LLC that's defaulted, so you're not, you don't have any special elections. And let's say you have employees, then you have to worry about employment tax because employment tax is you paying 
the income tax and the Social Security and Medicare for your employees. And that's the tax that you would have to be responsible for. So it's really, if you, it's two categories. If you are a sole proprietor or a LLC without employees and with employees. So if you are without employees, then you just see um, 1E, the you see income tax, you see self-employment tax, and you see estimated tax. But if you do have employees, then you see two E's. You have the income tax, self-employment tax, and then uh, employment tax and estimated tax. You have the estimated tax for you and you have employment tax for your employees. So hopefully we're all on the same page with the different taxes that you are responsible for. And again, this is if you are a sole proprietor or you are a LLC tax the default way. Now, now that we know which taxes you're responsible for, now I want to let you know what it is that you need at the end of the year to bring to your accountant or tax professional, or if you're even going to do it yourself, I want to give you a list of 10 things that you're going to need so that you can make sure that you're doing everything correctly. Now, the first thing that you need to know is your marital status. Now, this may seem really silly and just like, okay, why wouldn't I know that? But short little story here, I was doing taxes. I think this was last year, um, working with a barber, no shade, but you know, it was a barber. He had a lady with him. And when I asked what his marital status was, he said he was single. Turns out later on, he called me later that day and was just like, is that going to be a problem? Because I'm actually, um, separated from my wife. Now, I understand he was in a situationship, but I don't think he wanted to tell the lady that he was with that he was actually still married. But yes, that could have caused him problems. We ended up amending his taxes because when you are married and you're filing separately, your spouse, if they file taxes and they put that you are that they're married and filing separately and they have and they're required to give your name and your social security number. And they do that because there are some penalties um, or not, maybe not penalties. Well, yeah, I guess penalties. The government really wants married people to file together. So there are certain credits that you can't take if you file um, married separate. So to be on the safe side, we had to amend his taxes and put that he was um, married filing separately. So you'll want to know your marital status. The number two thing that you'll want to know, especially, and this is kind of optional because not everybody has kids, but if you do have kids and you're not married, then you do want to make sure you know who is going to claim the children or child that tax year, because that will determine if you are eligible for any credits, but it also will determine what your filing status is. So if you're single, head of household, things like that. So if you have children and you're, you know, you need to figure out who's filing that child that year. And the IRS is really particular about filing statuses because again, it's related to your income tax bracket. So again, they pay close attention to that. You'll, you don't want to get mixed up with, you know, this was not your year or someone else's year. So make sure you get that straight. Now we're going to go into 
some more of the business stuff that you're probably expecting. Number three thing you need <clears throat> is you'll need to have your nine digit EIN number. Now, if you do not have this because it's not required when you are a sole proprietor or you are a LLC, you know, tax the default way, I do recommend you getting an EIN number. It's completely free. You get it on the IRS's website. It takes literally less than five minutes. But if you do have it, you do want to make sure that you have that number with you. So that's the number three thing. The number four thing you need is you'll need your income statement, or some people call this the profit and loss statement. This is a report that shows all of your business income and all of your expenses um, in that given year. This is important because when you fill out that Schedule C or whoever's filling it out for you, you want to make sure that you capture all of your business expenses and so that you're not taxed on more than you need to be. So the that was number four. The fifth thing that you need is a balance sheet. Now the balance sheet is what is, is the report that holds all of your assets and you want this during tax time because that's how the tax professional will determine what is eligible for depreciation and you can depreciate your assets in your tax return, lowering your tax liability. So that was number five. The number six thing you need this is if you have inventory that you sell. I'm not talking about inventory that you use to you know, complete your services. So if you sell products, you're gonna need a count of your inventory. And you'll want this count from the beginning of the year to now the ending count and you know what you've purchased throughout the year um, because that is gonna help calculate your cost of goods sold and that is deducted from your gross income, again, lowering your tax liability. So that was number six. The seventh thing you're gonna need is you're gonna to need to have a log of all of your business mileage. This is important because the business mileage can be used as a tax deduction. Now, if you haven't been keeping a log sheet of this or you don't have any software that does it for you, then you'll wanna take some time to calculate this before you step into the tax office because you definitely don't wanna miss out on any deductions. Um, number eight, you're gonna to wanna to need to bring in a record of any estimated tax payments. So this is what we talked about before. This is the income tax and the self-employment tax that you are supposed to pay quarterly. Now I know not everybody pays this quarterly, but if you have been paying it and you wanna make sure you bring that in because that's gonna be deducted from um, what you owe based on what you've already submitted to Uncle Sam. The ninth thing that you're going to need is a copy of any 1099 forms that you gave out during the year now, or any W-2s that you gave out if you have employees. Now, if you do not have employees, maybe you paid an independent contractor, anybody who you've paid more than $600 to, and you gave them a 1099 NEC, which is the non-employee compensation form, you're going to want to have that because those are, again, are deductions, business um, 
expenses. Now, if you have employees, you would have given them W-2s at the end of the year. So you would want a copy of that information so that you can use that as a deduction. The tenth and final thing you'll need, um, not necessarily to bring with you, but you'll want to have for your own, you know, sanity and security are your receipts. So again, these aren't required during the tax, you know, setting when you're filing your taxes, because if you have everything else that I've just mentioned, you can just have receipts for yourself. Um, and that's in the event that you are um, selected for an audit. You'll want to make sure that everything that you've placed on your Schedule C is um, backed up by receipts. So that's the 10th thing. So to run through them really quickly, again, you're going to need your marital status, child status, EIN, income statement or profit and loss, whatever you call it. You're going to want your balance sheet. You're going to want your retail inventory count. You're going to want your business mileage logs. You're going to want a copy of any estimated tax payments that you made. You're going to want a copy of any 1099 forms or W-2s that you've given out during the year. And then lastly, you're going to want to have a copy of receipts for yourself. So um, that is what I recommend that you bring to pay your taxes. And now you know what taxes that you're responsible for. I am going to do another episode where I talk to my S-Corps um, and let you guys know what you need similar, but the taxes that you pay are different. So that wraps up this episode of the Money Savvy CEO. 